Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Bottoming the LGBTQ mental health podcast about rock bottoming and beyond. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at bottomingpod or visit bottomingpodcast.com for more content relating to each episode. We've also added a support page to the website to direct you to the right place if you're struggling or need someone to talk to. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts. Hi, I'm Brendan. And I am Matthew, and our pronouns are he and him. That they are. <laughs> One week. It's, oh, it's just been a week. <laughs> What's happened? <laughs> we are just uh, firing them out like nobody's yeah. business. I mean, I'd say it's more even and out, isn't it? Because it was four weeks between the last two, so we're just dropping this a week after the maths. Yeah. You know, the maths are doing the mathing. Exactly, and do you know what? Guilt actually pays off sometimes. <laughs> um, we've got a lovely treat for you today. Um, another another pop star. So this mm-hmm. pleases Matthew mm-hmm. a, a hell of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Some that I wasn't very familiar with at all mm-hmm. before Matthew introduced me, like many obscure, never been heard of, never been seen <laughs> musicians because he's so indie and alternative and like extra. Um Joseph Salvat. Mm-hmm. Go on, tell them about tell tell the dolls about them. Yeah, the dolls. Um, yeah, I want to again, similarly to like everyone, the wish list for bottoming is is big, and Joseph Salvat has been on it for quite some time. Um, mm. He released one of my fave albums in twenty twenty, Modern Anxiety, and also one of my fave albums of the year so far, um, Islands this year, and he's just great, gorgeous visuals, beautiful songs incredible production just all round absolute angel so yeah when he said yes job done 
well, not job done. He said, yeah, the job began. But <laughs> <laughs> tick, big tick on that part of the wish list. Um, yeah. yeah, it was an absolute joy chatting to him as well. He said he liked your accent, though. He did. That's a big plus. Is that in the episode, or have you cut that one out? No, it was before we started recording, babes. Oh. I'm so sorry. Okay, we'll take that. Take that as fact, listeners. <laughs> Shall I pretend that I'm him? Oh, good day, mate. I really like your accent. Wow, <laughs> I mean that. <laughs> All the things to get cancelled for, it's going to be that shit Australian <laughs> accent you just tried. Hey, I've got I've got relatives in Australia. God, <laughs> Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Don't really know us. It's one of those bloody days. Right, come on. <laughs> How are you? Um, you know what? I've I've had a bit of a week, but it's not like um, not the worst weeks, not the worst of weeks at all. But you know, depression is something that. I forget I have it, like, <laughs> very frequently. I'm just like, I take obviously take pills every day, mm-hmm. but um, it just seems like a vitamin these days. It doesn't seem like it's for anything, mm. you know, serious. But sometimes it just creeps in and mm. can take me by surprise and just, yeah, I had a couple of days last week, Thursday and Friday, and I described it to you as low and slow, which mm-hmm. is a cooking re- cooking reference. Um, I think if 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 I was to describe my anxiety, it would be on a high boil, mm-hmm. you know, pop, 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 like bubbling. <laughs> oh, that was lovely ASMR there, yeah. Okay, um, bubbling over, you know, mm-hmm. exploding, blah blah. Um, but low and slow. But the good thing about cooking on low and slow is Matthew, is it enriches the food it does. and makes so it tender. more full of body. So tender, depending on what you're cooking, mm-hmm. and rich delicious rich is a, a long rich shot. in life um, <laughs> <laughs> and I just accepted it for what it was did what I needed to do which was not necessarily do any mm-hmm. um, friend seeing or mm-hmm. like <laughs> external plans and just yeah relax um, had a bit of time in bed and then did some cycling still did mm-hmm. some walking um, what I used to do was very I, I think that was the only thing that I'd feel for, for the rest of my life but it mm-hmm. was very much like I just I knew it would come to an end eventually mm-hmm. and yeah. it did yeah. um, lovely which is good mm-hmm. another good thing is um, so last Sunday it was Father's Day the day of all days I got, had to get rid of two of my baby cats oh. which was sad but then we get a call midweek saying would you like a mother of four a cat and not not an actual mother for. <laughs> um they turned up on thursday and they're just the cutest little babies so four kittens they must be two weeks old and we have to bottle feed them and and all sorts um very very gorgeous so i'm loving having cats in the house again mm. I'm, a, I'm a cat boy what, what can i tell you mega daddy excuse me mega daddy Mega daddy. Well, you meant you started this conversation with it. It was Father's Day and the cats went. And now you've just said. <laughs> so I was just, you know, linking it, linking it back full circle. I just didn't think it would happen to <laughs> at this, this, this point in my, mar- my life. Um, so that's where I'm at, Mega daddy, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah. Where are you, babes? How are you doing? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I, I think last week when we did that last episode, I felt very... Um, energized mm-hmm. just come back from two weeks off so it was 
like mentally and emotionally feeling well rested maybe not physically mm-hmm. but yeah i i really needed that time off so doing that interview and releasing the episode and the museum project launch and that was already exciting um i think over the weekend though just given the general state of the world it just i think especially the the news from oslo as well about the um the mass shooting and the lgbt club that was targeted mm-hmm. um i think that alongside like the roe v wade news like all of that sort of stuff where you just see now after years of this like horrible back and forth media narrative all this shit you actually now see how that plays out in like real time and like the actual things that it's causing so yeah i think i felt a little bit up and down similarly to how you were describing it this Mm -hmm. weekend um and yeah like there's days where i'll forget that i'm taking antidepressants as well but i had to reorder them this morning and you know whenever you reorder them and you do that little questionnaire to like check on your score Mm -hmm. um and i haven't felt any anxiety for for quite a while actually which has been has been really nice even though there's been loads of stuff going on Mm-hmm. But I think just general mood level and motivations and energy levels have been um, in a bit of a dip maybe for the last um, the last week or so. Yeah, last like half a week. So it's obviously the score was a bit higher than it has been maybe previously. But I think that's just an up and down thing. So I was going to say, yeah, similarly, I feel like I'm on the way out. But Those scores are quite good to, to check on yourself a little bit, mm. aren't they? Because you can forget to... I know they're very, they're very specific questions, obviously, that they have to ask. Yeah. And so it is it is good to ask yourself those questions because you aren't just thinking about those questions day to day because mm-hmm. otherwise, otherwise mm-hmm. you just drive yourself yeah. absolutely mad. <laughs> it's like, am I feeling okay? Am I? Yeah. It would be unbearable. But yeah. um, every three months or so, I think it is quite a nice mm-hmm. touch base. But also, if you're not in the right space, it can be like, oh. Yeah. Oh. I still have to do mine every month. Oh really? They haven't done yeah, a no. So I only get four weeks. So every every four weeks, I have to do that check in. And like last month, for example, mm. I remember the score was it was like basically nil. And I was looking at the questions and I was thinking, oh God, I feel a bit silly actually answering these because no, no, it was like none, all of them were none, like not not mm. at all, or you know, none this week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah, this this morning when I did it, it was a little bit different, and I was like, oh, there we go. That's how the that's how mm-hmm. the dips and the the ups and downs work but yeah i'm other yeah i'm good other than that i think <laughs> just other than the general crumbling of the world um <laughs> yeah i'm good i go to rwanda next week with work which is exciting i'm really looking That's forward to week. that yeah next oh friday my gosh. um yeah i think it's just it's quite a i don't know an interesting pride month to say the least isn't it just supporting strikers and seeing conversations about all of our identities and all that sort of shit so yeah sorry I couldn't be more positive this morning <laughs> but <laughs> I think it yeah. does tie into to, to the interview quite a lot actually because mm. one of the main things that Joseph was saying was he was talking about the ebbs and flows of like mm. the, the the one quote he said that I remembered was like when you when life deals you a, a shit sham- sandwich the, the last thing you can do is to push it away because mm. it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger so I think it is just a case of rolling with the punches and mm-hmm. taking it as it comes. Yeah, for sure. And last time you you kind of ended it with your boyfriend Sam was going to try some video games. <gasps> Word on the grapevine is he's had a go at Tomb Raider. What's his thoughts? Tell us. I mean, let's just say I've had text in the middle of the workday saying, hi, can I come over? 
hi, can I play now? So, let's just say it's very much on the way. He's still adamant that he doesn't want to play Fortnite. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) We will see. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, it sounds like it's hooked, <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, Tomb, as we said before, Tomb Raider is going to be the gateway. Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider, barely know her. Um, we'll see, is all I'm saying. Time will tell. Yeah, this is a new segment. Yeah, what should we call it? Like, um, Sammy T tries gaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> One thing we didn't actually touch upon last time was um, the fact that Big Boys officially came out after our episode, mm. and you fin- finally finished it last last week, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it took a little while to get... We binged the first three episodes, and then the, uh-huh. the last three took a bit of a while just because we wanted to watch it together, and time and some we were away and stuff, so... Um, but yeah, it was. I thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I think the way it was written, the references, all of it was amazing. Mm. Um, one thing I was, that took me back a bit, I think maybe because of the interview we'd had and the knowledge before the show, is I think I expected it to be one way, to mm-hmm. end one way, but it ends a very different way. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think as we discussed before, like over the weekend, was a really like almost a retelling a hopeful retelling, wasn't it? Which was mm. um, just very, very heartwarming. Yeah. But, and devastating. <laughs> I was I just like... Oh. I know. And hearing that self-esteem thing, I think it played out like episode five. Yeah. Which, yeah. I think it was an incredible piece of television. Mm-hmm. So, if you haven't listened to the Jack Rook episode, two episodes back, off you go. Get off your fucking ass. Get what's that? <laughs> Kim 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 K K thing. I feel like nobody wants to work these days. <laughs> I feel like nobody wants to listen to Jack Rook these days. <laughs> Get off your fucking ass and listen to Jack Rook. <laughs> listen to Jack Rook. <laughs> um, so back to this week's episode. Yes, we forgot where we were. So here is Joseph Selva. My name is Joseph Salvet. I am he, him, and um, I'm a singer from Australia. Gorgeous. So you're a couple of months off the back of your latest album, Islands. Yeah. How has everything been with you since then? Look, it's been... It's been good. It's been good. I mean, it's, it's been a lot... It had been a long two years before mm. Islands came out because as my anxiety began pandemic... Then after the pandemic, I did um, this EP, um, which was like this horrible breakup EP. Mm. And then I spent like a year and a half recovering from that. But I mean, I'm not sure, like, so Islands came at the end of this quite a long process after sort of mid-2020 to the beginning of 2022 of just a lot of therapy, a lot of work and a lot of like wondering what was going on and a lot of good things happening in my life as well. Mm. So. Um, like meeting my current partner and that situation and that and that and that sort of stuff and then yeah I'm making a lot of good decisions. So Islands is kind of the close of a particularly sort of non-stop two years, mm. but also mm. also I see Islands as the cl- the end of a sort of triptych for me personally from my first album Nightsman. Mm-hmm. 
So basically it came out and I never know what, how I'm going to feel when an album comes out um, or what I'm going to do straight away afterwards or anything like that. I just wanted to sort of sleep um, <laughs> um, in a good way, not in a like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm I need to go to bed. Just like, ah, oh, I'm just going to rest now. And, mm. I, and that coincided with me going home for the first time in two years back to Australia. Um, so we don't still call it home. I've been living, I mean, I was living in London for like, 10 years and I've been living in Europe for like 12 years now so mm. um but it still does feel like home it's that song that's on every Qantas ad you're still going to stay <laughs> um so I went back there and I was I was only meant to be there for five weeks and then that that, that trip ended up being two and a half months mm. so I just I just sort of went to ground and slept and um patted myself on the back and and hung out with my family and mm. Just um, try, yeah. I wasn't actually conscious of the fact that I was doing it at the time, but it was proper. Like it, it, it's it's a total cliche, me time, but it was that. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't. I don't think I've ever really known what that meant. Mm. But that's mm-hmm. what I've done for the last the last four months since that album came out. Mm. Like, I wasn't even that fast promoting it. I was like, there, it's out. Yeah. Go take it, <laughs> um, enjoy it, or don't. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm really proud of it. Now I want to go and hang out with my mum and dad, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and my friends and stuff like that. No, I, I mean it feels very deserved, especially as you said, yeah. like modern anxiety came out what like a month or two into the very first lockdown in 2020. It was, it was like the, it was the first month of the first lockdown. It was mm. the worst timing, actually. If it had mm. come out two months sooner, would have been fine. Yeah. Even two months later, once everybody figured out how Zoom worked, yeah, um, <laughs> fine. But that particular time, everybody was just like, I guess work's cancelled until the end of the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was done. Everything yeah. was over. So, yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a nightmare. Really, but, yeah, no, um, I mean, it, I think, yeah, rest time is very, very, very deserved, especially with all the stuff you put out across those two years as well. Like, I don't know yeah. how you've managed all of it, to be honest, with various lockdowns and all the shit was, going it was, on. It was actually easy. I had to. Like, I mean, it's, I, yeah. I, there's this thing about, like, if you, if, like, life's giving you a shit sandwich um, and you keep trying to push it away, the shit sandwich just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And bigger. Yeah. So you kind of have to roll with it. And I think that my version of pushing away the last two years was to, like, keep working like do more do more do more do more do more and then like it goes back to the question you just asked about islands and after it it's like eventually i was like you know what i'm just gonna submit to this and see Mm -hmm. what happens Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that was that was that was beautiful so Mm -hmm. but i mean it's all sort of it all feels like the right timing and stuff yeah yeah so just to just to fangirl for just a little minute (laughs) i've loved like i thought the ep was great obviously it was quite a dark you know thing that it went into but Modern so anxiety as well. <laughs> like they I think they've all been amazing and it did it's nice to hear you say that Ireland was almost like the ending of the the kind of mm. series of things because it definitely felt like that as well. Like super bold, all really, really fun as well. Sex positive, so which we always glad. love. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All of that. I'm, I'm so glad you say bold. Um I'm mm. really glad because I don't think like I mean I think that it just it just means that you got it, or mm. at least got what I was trying to do. I think that's great because yeah. some people I think some of the reviews, like some of the reviews are amazing and some reviews were like, oh, it's very safe. And I was like, it's not safe at all coming from me. Yeah. Like, no. I've, I've, <laughs> I've never done anything like that. <laughs> it's actually really scary. But, um, but yeah. yeah, I'm glad you said that. Thank you. Yeah, because, well, I think it was maybe around the time it was either the single release or when the full album came out, you were kind of like, the response you got to a few tracks was like Marmite. It was like one or the other, uh, <laughs> Promiscuity and So Late as well. And I, think I saw one of the tweets, I think I think it was a, a 
tweet or was it Instagram story where you were like, so light is actually about this, this and this, because I think someone had said it was... You're like, oh, fat is that all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like, it's with stuff like that. So deserves like, fuckboy lyrics. They were like, oh, the lyrics are pretty light. I'm like, the song is literally called So Light, guys. Like, that is the point. It's all just one big joke, Cats. So I'm like, Jesus. How, um, yeah, catch up. Yeah, how did it feel making those songs after after the EP especially? Like, being able, did it feel like okay, a release? So, so, yeah, I mean, it's really interesting because that I actually started work on Islands um, before I st- before I started writing the EP. Mm. So Modern Anxiety came uh, Modern Anxiety came out, and then like the summer happened. So Modern Anxiety came out like, when was it March or April or something? And then the summer happened, and then basically in September, early September, I went to Sweden and started working on mm-hmm. Islands. Um, and then uh, and had just had this this um, horrible experience which is i mean it's funny those sorts of breakups they're not like it, it's often not actually about the, the end of the relationship or the breakup it's more about mm. what you're forced to accept about yourself mm. and um your own unhealthy patterns and all that sort of stuff and mm-hmm. uh, my, my, my whole like self-concept just shattered into a thousand pieces after that so that mm. so it was and then and so that's the state that i was in when i started writing islands which actually in hindsight i think was fantastic um and then i went away and wrote the ep just to sort of focus on that mm-hmm. uh, that emotion and then we came back we and so that was september and then we were working on islands a bit more in december and then we came back in march of 21 so this is 2020 i'm talking about in march 21 we we came and we finished it off uh, sort of towards the end of the summer so there were four distinct periods of working on the record and um and i was pulling myself out of something and the record really was a bit of a um uh, what's like it was just it was a support basically mm. it was a because it was so it it's a it's a very positive album actually mm-hmm. and it's an album also about acceptance yeah um of, of everything like what you're brought in life who you are like with the cards you're dealt whatever happens it's just like just roll with the punches and i mm. think that that's what i was trying to trying to learn to do i mean often i write songs i've got absolutely no idea what i'm talking about or i certainly like a lot of them are quite aspirational like oh, god i wish i was that kind of person yeah. <laughs> just one like that but i can't yeah um and i think that over the course of the last two years i was sort of growing into the person that i had been hopefully writing about when i wrote songs of Ireland. Mm. and that and so islands is kind of like like this branch like i was like stuck in a river or something and i was like holding onto a branch i like slowly pulling myself out yeah yeah um mm. out of the river and um onto this tree onto this big beautiful safe tree and that was all onto an island you know it's like mm-hmm. an island in the, in the midst of madness so that mm. was that was it and and um yeah so that's what it was like okay mm. no, honestly <laughs> it's it's so good to hear you talk about that as yeah. well because i think as i said like from listening to it i personally listening think you can sense that journey as well through them. So, so yeah, you. kind so of glad. hearing you say that, I know that's, yeah, I love, love that. Enough fangirling. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm very touched. I'm very touched. I'm really glad you um, took that away from it. That's great. <laughs> so going back to uh, Modern Anxiety, uh, which, like we said, was released during lockdown, um, you covered some really relatable topics in there. Um, and the songs and lyrics were very gorgeously open. Another gorgeous there. Um, have you always approached your songwriting in that way, especially being open about your identity? I think so. I think so, definitely. I mean, maybe not to the same extent, but like, but I got, like one of the earliest songs I ever wrote was um, that actually made it onto a body of work was Hustler. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I mean, I wrote Hustle when I was like 20. Mm. And then, and then that was on Night Swim, and not, not, and it was one of the, and I released it for the first time midway through 2013. Night Swim was released at the end of 2015, mm. um, and um, yeah, I mean that's a pretty open song. The video clip was like also pretty um, clear, um, well I thought so, um, but um, yeah, I. I I think so. And I think actually, I'm not like, I kind of, the reason, another reason why I say islands is a bit of a close to stuff is because I feel like I've done that a lot. I've written songs about, about myself, about my experiences to hopefully be understood. But also I think there has been definitely quite a cogent hope that I've had that other people will listen to them and somehow help me back. Um, (laughs) Um, it, 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 even if it's not like in a, a verbal or physical way, but it's just like a, in the ether consciousness kind of way. And I definitely mm-hmm. think that that's happened and that, and that, you know, or at least I can share my experience. I think there's like, there's a lot of value in sharing your experience with people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so and I, I think that that's really always why I, like from a lyrical standpoint, that's always where I come from mm-hmm. is to try and understand something myself first, get it out and then, share and explain it with other people mm. and bring some romance to it and bring some, you know, bring some, bring some color to it. So, so if it's a heavy subject, it's not just heavy. And if it's a light subject, it's actually rooted in the reality of existence, which is mm. like both glorious and terrible. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's what I've, yeah, I've, I think I've always written about that sort of stuff. And I don't think modern anxiety, I mean, definitely the PRM on it, modern anxiety was, it was very like, you know, very raw and honest as an mm. album, but I mean, nights, nights when a hundred percent was too. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think now moving forward, I'd really like to tell other people's stories. Like I want to, mm. you know, I want to, uh, yeah, I, I would like to move from the from the self out and mm-hmm. become a little bit of an observer and write about what I observe. And I mm. mean, that is still, I mean, you always, anytime you make, create work, you're always, it's always your experience. It's like, mm. I, your perception, your observation, or your actual lived experience, or the biographical, mm. but like, but you're always coloring something with, you know, with your particular slant. So. Mm. Thinking about um, what you just said about kind of looking outwards instead of retaining that kind of in- introspection, um, I actually think me and Matthew probably relate to that in a very different way. But obviously, your kind of method and your medium is through song and your visual mediums as well. But for us, the podcast started out very not self indulgent, but very about us and about our experiences, and it was very very heavy, and it was it was quite hard to approach everything and it only lasted the first season only lasted five episodes because we were just like like it's just so (laughs) thick like get it off whereas now and coming back we made a really conscious decision to try and highlight as many other people's stories as possible and also Mm. speak to so many different people and in its way in in that way although we're kind of not directly looking inward it does have an effect on us and Mm. our mental health and our um i know my identity within the community specifically as well and i think yeah. it's there's something really of value about that um, i think it's a tremendously rewarding experience mm. isn't it mm. yeah. yeah i can totally see that how that would be i mean i think that's a natural process use the word self-indulgent and i think that, that <laughs> i think that's a totally appropriate word to use and i don't think that that, that people use self-indulgence as like it's a it's got very negative connotations right like, mm. oh, it's so self-indulgent it's like everything starts 
from that place, whether yeah. people are saying it or not. Some people mm-hmm. are better at making it look like it's not self-indulgent, but like that's just part of that. That's part of any any creative process is a degree mm. of self-indulgence. I mean, you mm. have to have enough self-indulgence in the first place to say other people need to listen to what I'm doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just that in, in and of yes. itself is quite a self-indulgent activity. I think we need to remove the stigma from self-indulgence and like put it in its proper place, which isn't something mm. permanent, as you said, um, you, because it's something that you evolve from. But mm. I think it's really got a, I think it's got an essential element. I don't think it's anything to feel. Shame and embarrassment mm. about that. And I, I totally, I totally understand that process that you've been on. Yeah, it is mm. very similar to what, to what I. Yeah. Well, we will own self indulgence right yeah, here. Right own self indulgence. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not, 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 not as a guiding principle, but definitely as a necessary, yeah. necessary step on the path. Yeah. Perfect. Um, there's one song in particular that I want to talk about, mainly because of the topic. Um, Paper Moons. It was yeah. one of my favourites immediately before I kind of. Yeah dug a little bit deeper into the context and I saw a few interviews around that song especially as well um I don't know you can't I mean we can you know it's up to you how kind of deep you want to go no no we can talk about it we can talk about it I don't know I don't know I think it was actually something that needs to be talked about um more candidly so Mm. I mean that that song so chemsex is the Mm. topic that we're talking about right now um that song um was written at like two in the afternoon on a weekday after my friend who is an ex is in New York and he would call me every morning at around 7am and it would be like, or maybe eight or 9am actually. Mm. I don't know what it's like. I can't remember the difference of time between them. Anyway, it was mm. like the end of, it was early morning, like late morning, like early end of the night kind of thing mm-hmm. for him and he was up and he was he'd always been in the state of this in like in total crisis state like in fits of tears full of shame angry lonely scared um angry with himself um and um and and just have had like gone like a rampage and he mm-hmm. was doing like, every night he was taking crystal meth and like this is a really bright beautiful otherwise incredibly healthy, normal mm. person. You know, I think that there's a real st- stigma still today yeah. of like, once you push past drugs that have now become acceptable, like, I don't know, like cocaine, LSD and ecstasy, um, anything beyond that is, um, or you must be some kind of deranged junkie or something like mm. that. It's like, no, 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 this stuff is, uh, it can touch it. It can touch everybody if you are interfacing with a certain type of community. I mean, and I, I don't know, it was just, it, I was frustrated and I was pissed off because he made me like to a session because it's like you can't hang up on somebody when they're like that. He just and we'd spoken for four hours and it was going on and going on and going on, and he just didn't want to help himself. Mm-hmm. He was he was he was wallowing in his um in his agony, which I also think is a necessary part. So we talk of like self indulgence being a necessary part of this. Well, mm-hmm. self self pity that that type of self indulgence wallowing, um, it's going to happen mm-hmm. when you're in when you're um in a sort of traumatic space that's going to happen and it's part of the process and it's okay i don't think i understood that so well at that time mm-hmm. i might have i might have done well with a little bit more compassion and empathy and a little less like um i can be i can be really hard with my friends i'm like well like this is your problem and this is how to solve it and if you're not solving it then well go fuck yourself then like yeah, yeah i'm not interested like if you're your own worst enemy i don't think i really understood that 
sometimes that isn't the answer. Sometimes mm. you can't. Sometimes you just need to be exactly where you are for as long as you are. And um, hopefully you get out of it in time. In his case, he did mm-hmm. before you've you've done irreparable damage to yourself. Mm. But then even what is irreparable damage? Like, I guess that's just death, right? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, he pulled himself out of that. But that song came out of a space of deep frustration um, from my part as a friend and um, sadness at the relationship as well because it was just like it was impossible to have a relationship with him. Yeah. Mm. And I was mourning the loss of that as well. But... Um, I mean, I had been not 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 exactly where he'd been. I never, I never, I'd never taken crystal meth, but I'd definitely been in situations like that myself a few years earlier. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I never said at the time of the album. I didn't, I wasn't very clear about that. Um, and so, and so, I, 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 I had given him a lot more latitude than you know. I mean, this, this had been going on for three or four months, but mm. it's a really important topic, and I don't think it's a topic that needs to be talked about with shame or, um, mm. or. Um, I mean, it can't be. It, it's not. I think it's very like. Otherwise, there's no space. It needs to be aired and ventilated, and it's mm-hmm. it's pretty common. It's pretty widespread, and it, mm. and it and it affects and touches a lot of people. So, um, and it, it's not necessarily a dark, negative, bad thing. You know, mm. it's just how you. It's how it. I think if you're doing something that is having negative effects in the rest of your life, then it's not good for you. Mm-hmm. And we don't need to draw any any more judgments beyond that. Yeah. In my case, it was something that was really bad for me, so I had to stop it. In his case, it was something really bad for him, so mm-hmm. I to, so he has to stop it. Um, that's as simple as it is. I mean, you know, like as I said earlier, I stopped drinking. I stopped drinking because it's just not good for me to drink. Mm-hmm. I don't think everybody has to stop drinking. Mm-hmm. I don't even think alcohol is necessarily a bad thing, but for mm-hmm. me, it's not good. Yeah, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not good. So, um, it is. It's funny because we've. This is season four. We've had like tens yeah. and tens of episodes at this point, and since season one, we've had on our little like wish list of episodes to cover specifically chemsex and specifically like drugs and sobriety and all of those things. And we just we haven't got to the point yet where I think we're ready to do that episode. Like whether that's and we talk about always trying to remove stigma and shame and all of these different things. But yet we're both still, I think, both still nervous to talk about them on an episode. I mean, this is the thing. I released an album and I wanted to talk about all this stuff. And then I realized I can't talk about this stuff. Yeah. I don't know how to talk about this, this stuff yeah. because I haven't figured out how I feel about it inside of myself yeah. yet. Mm, yeah. So how can I then start talking about it externally? Um, you know, like at that time, I didn't think it was okay. Mm. You know, I didn't think, I thought it was a terrible, terrible blight on mm-hmm. an otherwise extraordinarily gorgeous, beautiful community. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, it, and I don't agree with that opinion anymore that I have mm-hmm. held then. But that was where I was coming from then. I was coming from a place of, uh, yeah, like a lot of internalized stigma about mm-hmm. it, a lot of internalized shame as if I needed more of that, um, <laughs> you know, and, and, um, and I wasn't ready to talk about it, but I'd released mm-hmm. a fucking song about it. And <laughs> so <Yeah>. I found <laughs> myself in this really strange situation where I was tiptoeing around things and i was just like you know and then you just end up mm. sounding a bit bullshit but um i completely get that why you wouldn't have spoken about it yet because mm. it's it's tricky stuff to talk about because also yeah. we're also worried about what other people are thinking mm-hmm. about our opinions right mm-hmm. um yeah. at this point I, I don't care about that anymore yeah i think that's why i wanted to discuss this song particularly because and maybe that was why i connected with it straight away like i worked in east london gay clubs for a few years when i first moved to london and it was like 
2012 to 2015 like the dark days i think yeah of... it was bad then that's when it... i that's when i was in it that's when i got into yeah. it. It very, and... very it was rough in london it was everywhere you couldn't go on yeah. grinder without saying like getting off i mean like i went for like innocent little like hookup and you know two days later yeah 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 <laughs> yeah it's just like well, whoops you know? and I, I saw so um, many people get caught up in it and you know i there was a, i think there was a line i think i saw a photograph of myself one one time and i was like mm-hmm. i look like i've aged about 20 years from yeah. being so into this like nightlife scene. world yeah and I, I had to actively and i kind of went the opposite way where it turned into a bit of a granddad and just didn't <laughs> do anything for years like i didn't want to go out and didn't want to do you know what i mean and yeah, it's one of them things that, like, there's so many people I follow now... this Instagram called The Holistic Psychologist, and I think she would call that healing. That's healing, going going within, being, yeah. being your inner grandparent. <laughs> yeah, that's so, totally fine. Sorry, well, sorry to cut you off. Go. No, 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 but just on that, she actually, she's, like, a really far right. There's, like, a whole world... Is she? Yeah, there's a whole thing around her and all of the people she's connected to and funded oh. by. So oh, a dear. lot, yeah, a Trauma. lot of the stuff. Oh, why did you tell me that? <laughs> ah. there's, there's someone else that um, basically they've done a big thing about her and they're, they're like the same. I'm going to try and find it. She does have kind of that like conservative sort of like, as yeah, in, like yeah, yeah. Um, po- politically conservative, like pull yourself up by the bootstraps yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> but I mean, I kind of, I kind of, um, I like, I kind of, there's part of me that's actually drawn to that attitude about self, self-management. Yeah. Um, um but so i kind of like oh, i wish i wish i didn't know that yeah so tell, the, tell me do no, i want to know well i can give you the, i can give you the so the wellness therapist <laughs> give me the, article. That's, the wellness therapist so she's okay. she's like the opposite she's like the left-wing version okay <laughs> and okay. she's yeah she's the one that because i followed the for ages and then she I came across her and she's like uncovered she loads of the stuff yeah and i was like <laughs> and then you see how easy it is to get dragged into those isn't you know, she those, gay, like, though? conspiracy hole i don't think so no, the, the the holistic therapist is gay. She's she's. I'm I'm so. I, I don't understand that. How can you? <laughs> how can you have an experience of being other in society and like end up being? Matthew, like, don't make our guest spiral. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. I'm spiraling, guys. <laughs> no, no, no. You're no, no. my whole. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. <sighs> Um, that's disappointing that's disappointing i'm gonna look into that the wellness mm-hmm. therapist yeah. her name is okay. is it the yeah. dot wellness dot therapist or something yeah yeah okay. she's great yeah don't look at the holistic therapist listening so to go quickly go back to what you were saying about that conversation um i know you said you were getting frustrated with your friend in terms of like them not helping themselves and i really relate to that in a way because i know especially with matthew i'm sure he'll <laughs> say to you <laughs> I can be probably more on the firm side um, mm. and I'm very practical as well. Like I like to have ways of getting out of things and I like to, you know, process things. And it's very difficult to see your friends when you feel like you have the answer for them, but then they're just not doing it. And this isn't specifically for Matthew. I'm not saying that either. Drag me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but with anyone loved ones anything and and it can be really difficult to switch off from from that and you feel kind of i felt like sometimes i can resent people for for not you know taking advice or whatever even though sometimes i don't take my own advice um (laughs) but did your friend ever share what helped them get out of that spiral that they were in or that that period i don't know actually i think Mm. 
he decided to love himself. Mm. Just like it's an act of self-love. Mm. Um, and it can take us a while to get there. Mm. But, you know, I think that's I think that's what I think that's what happened. He just exercised an act of self-love. He got to a mm. point. I mean, he bottomed out. You know? Yeah. He yeah, got yeah. to a point and then he was like, right, it's either continue with this or decide to like like just show a modicum of love to myself. Mm. And he did that, and then that's just like one little step, and then another step, and another step, and another step. And um, I mean, what a gift! Yeah, and, yeah. I think that's what he did. And so, I mean, I don't think like he didn't he didn't go to therapy. Um, uh, he didn't. I don't like he didn't do any of the like um, the cornerstone things. Like mm-hmm. he did. It's just he just one day woke up and decided to love himself a little bit. And then mm. the next day he could love himself a little bit more. And the next day, a little bit more than that. Yeah. And, um, and it just snowballed on from there and he pulled himself out of it. Mm. Yeah. And I think that that, I think, I think we're all capable of that. Yeah. No, I, I'm really pleased to hear. Yeah. That. Yeah. Thank you for sharing this all with us. So we've spoken in interviews before about feeling pressure and anxiety before your performances. Um, before posting on Instagram, etc., and sometimes feeling out of place, in some situations that you're in, do you find anything that helps you when you are feeling anxious in those moments? I mean, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, this is actually like what I'm. I'm currently trying to work better. I mean, I haven't mm-hmm. been on. I haven't been on socials for almost three months now, mm-hmm. um, because I didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not so much the act of posting that gives me anxiety anymore, but it's just the generation of content. Um, yeah. And it was robbing me of, of, of life and the anxiety yeah. about the fact that I hadn't yet today generated any contact. And what, what was I going to post? This just <laughs> took up such a disproportionate amount of my days. And, um, and I wasn't doing it for me. And then that meant that by the time it came to posting, I'd post and I'd be like, oh, shit, and I was uninspired. And why did I do that? It's a fucking Instagram post. Who the fuck cares? Like, <laughs> like no one's going to remember this. Like, no one pays as much attention as you do to anything you do. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't really matter who you are. And if they do, they forget about it very quickly. Um, I'm not a social butterfly. I think mm-hmm. I wanted to be one. And so I was putting myself into situations that I'm not naturally built for. And therefore, feeling anxiety. I think what I'm starting to learn now, and it's unfortunate because, it, in a way, or at least with, at the point that I am, I don't think it stays like this. But at the point that I'm now, it feels potentially a little limiting because there's certain things I just can't do, or mm-hmm. certain things I just probably shouldn't do. And if I, I know if I do do them, then I'm going to get anxiety. Now, obviously, going on stage and stuff like this is mm-hmm. not that. Usually, when I would have anxiety about going on stage, it's just uh, that's just about that. That was about self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the fabulous art of self-esteem, but my ancestor. <laughs> <laughs> she drove me crazy. <laughs> no, um, no, no. That was just about. That was just about. Just not, not feeling. That was, you know, imposter syndrome. Like, and yeah. then I think, I think, I think a lot of people. I mean, to the extent that there is anything that I do do, um, I've, I have always since I was a teenager, and, um, um, and when I, when I know better, meditate. I meditate, mm. um, and I try and become present. And I try and accept what is. And mm-hmm. uh, this is like, this is. I'm, I'm really on that aim at the moment, accepting what is. Not because, just because I think it's the, the secret. Like, let's say I'm on stage, I fuck up, I forget the lyrics. My reaction to that is like, oh my god, I forgot the lyrics. I cannot forget the lyrics. I keep forgetting lyrics. And <laughs> yeah. my reaction to like is like, that is like, oh, I'm mean, forgetting lyrics. Well, it's just another show out of like hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. 
and stop forgetting lyrics everything's fine i don't remember nobody else remembers and yeah. noticed <laughs> um like and that's and so so anxiety for stage it was you know for me actually it wasn't necessarily before stage it would be, it would be after stage mm-hmm. it would, when i came off stage and i would have seen one person in the audience not bobbing their head and i would have been like <laughs> they hate it <laughs> they, i am terrible that person hates me <laughs> Just because I went smiling, and then I mean, I don't know if you've ever noticed your face at a gig, but I am dead. <laughs> I look, I look, I look like I'm in the grave, I, even if I'm having a great time. Uh-huh. Um, but um, so, and then I would get off stage, and I would beat myself up about that, and it's just ridiculous. So that's just that's just a lot of ego, and that's a lot mm. of like like everything. I'm just missing the point of stuff. So that's that's just a bit of spiritual development that I did there. But in terms of, you know social anxiety or being on Instagram or Twitter or social media, this sort of stuff. The solution that I have come up with is just don't do it yeah. <laughs> or be, or be prepared to face and pre- like literally prepare myself to deal with the anxiety mm. that I will inadvert, like, like I would definitely feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that's where I am right now. But I don't believe based on the experience of observing other people that have, you know, done done work on themselves and developed as, as, as human beings. I don't think, I don't think I will necessarily stay there always, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah, some people are just the life of the party. Some people just have to give her the gab and can charm the shit off you. They tell a story and it's like the most fascinating thing you've ever heard. Um, and other people just, they might be like that with certain people or once you get to know them, that's, and I'm more that type of person. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And um, even though I really want to be the other type of person mm. and maybe I just, that's like why don't why why can't I be happy being the way that I am and just sort of design a life that celebrates that and allows that to flourish rather than trying to mm-hmm. be like this other person that I've seen that I really admire that I think sounds fabulous. God, I was just like them. I like yeah. you know, waste of time, waste mm-hmm. of time, waste yeah. of time. Look at what you've got. Stop devaluing the things you don't like, um, and refocus on that and build a garden around that and water that and nourish that, nurture that, and slowly the right people come into your life, the mm-hmm. right situations come into your life. And gradually, these situations that make you feel uncomfortable, they just start melting away. That yeah. is what I think happens. So it gets easier. Yeah. You, like, you just don't find yourself in those situations anymore because you naturally mm-hmm. just don't go there. Yeah. Yeah. That's all of the questions we've got for you. Um, what I want to know, we're going to take it up a little bit. Um, go. You've had a load of rest. Hopefully, you're feeling feeling good I'm after Ireland has come new out. Music. Well, okay. Next question was, what What are you doing next? Like, how are you feeling about the rest of the year? Have you got any exciting you've got coming up? Um, I'm I'm just working on a new record, and mm. I've kind of exhausted all back catalogue that I would because there was a hiatus between my first two albums, and I mm. had a lot of music, so it was very easy to quickly finish off albums because rather than having to write a whole album, I just like, you know, write the four or five songs that were missing mm. from the and put it all together but now i'm back i'm like blank page and mm-hmm. i'm starting again and i'm curious for the first time in a very long time mm. to see do i have a different sound now do i have different lyrics like what is what is this so i'm mm-hmm. taking my time with that and i'm enjoying it and i'm doing a lot of work like a lot of writing for other people as well which i have put on hold uh for about six years hadn't really done a lot of writing with others mm-hmm. um and so i'm back doing that again which mm. is um like wonderful mm-hmm. writing with other artists for them is is a great experience mm. really 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 great experience so i'm doing that and then i'm also working on my own body of work but that is that is at this point 
whilst I think I've got some absolutely beautiful songs mm. um, that I'm really happy with that have come out of the last couple of months, it's also, I'm not like, great, well, this is the direction. I just, I really want to take my time with this and see. Yeah. And see what, because I do feel like I'm in a space of change right now. Mm-hmm. And that needs to, that rather than rushing things, which might have been what I've done all the time. I'm like, well, I want this thing. And like, so I'll try and stop the change and I'll just work on this thing. So I keep going and see and see mm-hmm. where we get to. So just basically taking my time working with the mm-hmm. people and I am working on the body of work. But yeah. yeah, just take it easy. Is there yeah. anyone you'd want to work with either with your own work or to write for? Is it like... Oh my God, there's so many people. I know that's a big question, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> there's, there's so many people that I would like to do. Like, do you know what this is? I'll start with the most ludicrous and ambitious one. I would really, really, really love to write um, a song for Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Um, that that would be incredible, just because her song was Diamonds, which I mm-hmm. covered, is such a big part of my thing. And she's she is just my like, and always has been my favorite. She's mm-hmm. my favorite pop star. Mm-hmm. Like she's the Rihanna is just I think she's like flawless. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and I would love to work with Sia um because she wrote diamond so those are tips mm. so that's, that's like um i'd love to there's a lot of like there's a lot of newer artists um well not, yeah newer but by no means like um small um like i'd love to work with king princess i think she's amazing mm. yeah um i'd love to work i did actually do some writing with Troy Sivan years ago mm. um I, i'd love to work with him again mm. um because i think he's like He's like he's a fully fledged like he has a fully fledged artistic identity now, which is yeah. like, which would be really really wonderful to to inhabit that world because that's what I mean. You go and you sit there and it's like you sort of have to leave. You have to feel what their mm-hmm. world and stuff is about, and it's really fun. Um, and do you know what? I also really like. I love writing like melodic hooks for um, cheesy dance bangers mm-hmm. love it um so i love to do work with um the snobby me would be like crappy edm djs but like <laughs> the, the rest of me would be like geniuses um, <laughs> i would <laughs> i would love to uh, i would love to work with some of those geniuses. yeah um i'm not gonna name any, any names but those are so, those are sorts mm-hmm. of songs that i would love to to be writing and mm. yeah i'm doing i'm satisfied with like the sort of the sort of stuff that i'm going now it's just mm. let's see what We'll see what rooms they're going to. Every session leads to another session, so mm. it's good. Yeah. yeah, no, I love that. We um we interviewed Lapsley last summer. And think... Lapsley's okay. Lapsley's fucking amazing. Yeah, I got obsessed with her, and as we were chatting about it, and I think just before the interview, it was when Out Out had come out, the Charlie yeah. XX, and like yeah. she'd she'd written on it, and I was yeah. like, if if you'd have like said to me, I give you a million pounds if you can guess yeah. out of these three people, she would have been the last person. <laughs> From like the, yeah. from the view I had of her before then, and like before yeah. we spoke to her, that would write something like that, and she was like, "Yeah, it was yeah. fun." Like you know, we all went to the studio, and now she's like, we spoke about her being way more open on social, and she's like found her identity and all these different things. But similarly, she was just like, it was a load of fun, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. obviously it's a very different song than she would have on her own album, but yeah. it's yeah. That's that's the amazing thing about writing with other people. You can just like forget about this like. Mm-hmm. Who am I meant to be? <laughs> just be whatever the fuck you want. You can be what, you know, like it is. It's really fun, yeah. and it's and it and it and it can help. Like like it, it can help expand your own horizons for mm. you, like for the rest of your life as well. You're like, oh mm. shit, I didn't think of that. That, that was potentially part of me. Yeah. That's part of me. That's amazing. Let's do that more often. <laughs> you know? So we're gonna get some EDM yeah. next album. Is that what you're saying? 
No, not probably. <laughs> I'm not sure if my artistic identity <laughs> is going to move in the direction of EDM, but um, <laughs> but I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind writing some and mm. even seeing it. Yeah, 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 it's a lot of fun. I, I, yeah. mean, I love it. I love. I love, I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, honestly, I love. I love hearing that. I can't wait. Whatever it is that comes next. Okay. Thanks. Um, I. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Joseph, because honestly, as I mentioned at the start, like, it was nice to be able to fangirl, but also talk about it on a deeper level. There's, you know, so many times you'll watch something or listen to something and you have to take it as your own interpretation and to be able to unpick some of his work like that mm-hmm. and get, like, the, the inside of you. What um, privilege. Yeah. No, it is very, very special. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, Joseph. One thing I will mention before our positive thing of the day is Calm mm-hmm. campaign against living miserably. Mm-hmm. Like started a new campaign or they launched a new campaign last I think it was last Thursday or, or Wednesday um, about suicide and so it's kind of like a visual like a video and it it shows people's the last photos before they died by suicide and oh. they're all very seemingly happy mm-hmm. um, and it's just very touching because it's kind of like you you watch all these photos kind of flash on the screen and at the end it's it's kind of like tells you that this is the last photos before they died and then they also did an exhibition on South Bank last week I think it was from Thursday to Sunday um, which again just looked really really powerful um, we'll put the link to the video on our website and in the episode description but um, definitely check it out and also yeah I think we just need to see change the way we s- see suicide or suicidal behaviour that it is just people that are feeling or looking low they can just be your everyday people that are Mm. looking positive and happy and Mm -hmm. so yeah so that is very almost your lot but Mm -hmm. to round it off our positive thoughts things of the week so miss b what's yours so i had a day trip home yesterday and it was my mum's birthday and my nephew Henry's birthday. He's 10. I can't believe he's 10 years old. And I left the the trip home with some gorgeous rhubarb from my mum's allotment. Oh, gorgeous. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that is really nice. What is yours? Yes, they me and Layla went out for a bit of a walk, a bit of a catch-up, which was lovely. The weather was mm. very nice. We had the coffee. We had a gorgeous poached egg bap. Believe it or Hold not. Hold on. A poached egg bap. Yeah. Bap meaning like bread roll? Yeah, they called it a bap. I personally would not say a bap, but it was a bap. Anyway, it was poached egg, <laughs> rocket, a delicious sauce on it. It's very tasty. Anyway, side note. While we were out, there's a really nice shop on Chatsworth Road. One of them that just has all sorts of shit. Do you know like vintage bits? It's got plates, it's got like glass jars, all sorts of different things. Yeah, knickknacks. Um... We saw something outside that like caught our eye just as a little, oh, isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. And then before we know it, we're rooting through inside all of these different things. I managed to get myself vintage Japanese crockery. So I got a pack of chopsticks that Ooh. from the 1970s. I got two little miso bowls, like edamame bowls. 
um, ramen spoons, like wooden ramen spoons, again, all from like the 70s and 80s. Um, mm. Yeah, and I don't know I don't know why anyone would know this, I've not mentioned it, but Japanese food's my fave. Mm-hmm. So now I feel like I'm fully equipped. Gorgeous. Yeah. Are you going to become a chef as well? We'll see. Baby steps. Yeah, baby steps. You've got yeah. the equipment now. All the gear, <laughs> yeah, no idea. Exactly, literally that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's me. So that's your lot. Finally. So there sorry. There we go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> we might be back next week. You never know. Um, we did tell you last time that we're going to be at the Gay Liberation Front March on Friday the 1st, which we're still planning to go to. Um, so if you're going to be there, see their sweethearts. Mm-hmm. If not, catch you around, just around the, around the towns. Yeah, around the towns and everything. Don't forget, loves. You're doing amazing, sweetie. You're doing amazing, sweetie. And see you next time. Kisses. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.